With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Uh, do you mind? We're, uh, we're playing through. Here's Froggy and Wacker. It is another edition of the Playing Through podcast. It's Froggy from Elvis Duran on the Morning Show, along with Brian Wacker from Golf Digest. Hit us anytime on social media at Playing Through Podcast on Instagram or at Froggy Radio and at Brian Wacker one I don't really know what else to say other than, wow, what a weekend in sports we had. I know we had a lot going on in the golf world, but I feel like even though this podcast is generally about golf, we talk about sports, we talk about all kinds of stuff, to not start off and talk about what happened on Sunday morning in Calabasas, California, we would be uh, remiss in our duties. And Wacker, I know you are a huge Lakers fan. I know Kobe Bryant, one of your favorite athletes. You and I were texting back and forth on Sunday, and still, even now, three or four days later, it still just doesn't seem real. Would you agree? It it doesn't. It's it's surreal. And every time you sort of get on with your day, or at least for me, and sort of do things, and then you know you come across another tribute, another moment, another situation reliving it. It it hits you again. And you know I'm here in Arizona at the for the waste management Phoenix open. And I was on the driving range yesterday, ran into Justin Thomas, you know, like so many other people, JT is a huge fan of Kobe. And, you know, he said, it'll just, it, it, it hit him hard. Like he's still shaken up about it. And, you know, he's got some nice tributes. We can, we'll talk about that and, and some things he's going to do this week to honor Kobe. And it's still jarring. And then as you know, the details emerge, of what happened, it's uh, it's it's tough. You feel bad for the whole Bryant family, of course, the seven other people who perished in that accident, and um, yeah, it's just it, it's hard, man. It's just you feel bad from the standpoint of you know Kobe was on the second act of his his life, his career that was just getting started. There's sort of Kobe the basketball icon, and then there's Kobe the dad. You know the suddenness of it, the shock. It's it's going to be a long time, I think, before people get over over it, and you, you feel for obviously Kobe's wife, his kids, and the other families, of course, who lost loved ones as well. So it's uh, it's it's tough to even talk about. It really is, you know. You see all the stories that are coming out now, and this always seems to happen when somebody passes away. 
There's a story here I want to read you. It's a little long. It's a little winded, and it, it, it's a story that I've seen now all over the place. And so I don't know if it's urban legend. I don't know. Wh wh whatever it is, I, I want it to be true, and so that's why I want to share it. Uh, this is from somebody who had a child that was sick and in a hospital in Phoenix. And it says the pediatric cardiologist that they worked with wanted to get an autograph for a little boy. And the little boy's name was Kobe. He was five years old. He was a dying patient. So they reached out through the Phoenix Suns and made a request, thinking that there was absolutely no way anything would happen. The Lakers were coming to play the Phoenix Suns later that week. A day later, they received a phone call that said, not only will Kobe do it, but he said he read the story about your little boy. He was floored. He wants to meet him. So the next day, with the support of the family, a limo brought Kobe to the office under the cloak of secrecy. Neither security or PR were informed. They snuck up a back stairwell to the little boy's room in the cardiac ICU. For the better part of an hour, they played basketball, passing it back and forth with little Kobe, laughing his sweet mama smiling and laughing. Several autographed items were left. Many photos were taken. The machines keeping him alive were dinging, whirling, and alarming, and his doc was grinning from ear to ear as Tom and I stood nearby watching the unbelievable scene unfold before us. When they got back into the limo, Kobe turned to this person and said, what can I do to help? If it's a financial thing, I can take care of that. They said it was not a financial thing. The little boy had a heart defect. And unfortunately, three or four days later, the little boy passed away. Three weeks later, the mom got a letter and describing the power in those moments. She said that they were the only photos that she had of her little boy smiling. And according to Kobe's PR people, he did this all over the place. He would do this all the time. This is the kind of person that, that Kobe was. And they said that he and his daughter had been to uh, communion, had been to church uh, just before getting on the helicopter that Sunday morning. You could see all the images now that you see coming out. Kobe had really immersed himself into being a family man and being a, a great father. I see the trending hashtag girl dad all over Instagram and all over Twitter now. He really had... Uh, immersed himself in his daughter's basketball career. She was very good. They were going to Mamba Academy. He had just trademarked the term Mambasita because he was Mamba, and he had trademarked Mambasita for her. And the Yukon College is where she was supposed to go to college. I mean, it really was on a fast track. of She was headed down that road of greatness as well. And to have it all just ripped away. I don't know if you've seen uh, the deal last night on uh, NBA on TNT. Shaquille O'Neal last night just completely destroyed him. Wade telling stories about how hard Kobe worked. Even on the road, he would go in uh, opposing teams' gyms and shoot after the game until 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning to, 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 to work on his game. And I mean, just so many stories come out now, and it's so unfortunate that they, they come out now after Kobe's passed away. But, I mean, people can look at it however you want to look at it, but the truth is – no matter how much money you have, no matter how much fame you have, life is so fragile and can be snatched away in a matter of moments. And it just, we have to stop living for the weekend, have to stop living for the next vacation or living for the next event and just live for today. Yeah, I mean, well said. And, and I would implore, you know, I, I rewatched Kobe Bryant's Muse the other day. And which I'd seen before, but for some reason, probably just because I was I was sitting on an airplane and really had nowhere else to go, I watched it all the way through. 
the closing credits. <clears throat> and, um, and and before that, actually, there was middle-aged older gentleman sitting next to me, and you could see that I was watching this, and you could you could see him tearing up, yeah, watching it. And um, anyway, so that that gives you an idea of, of just um, sort of the, the transcendent you know power. And then he sort of started asking me questions about Kobe and so forth. But you watch. It, I, I would implore anybody who who hasn't seen it watch it it's it's a terrific piece of filmmaking it's real it's genuine there's authenticity to it kobe addresses a lot of the flaws and mistakes he's made in his life and so forth and i think it's it, it, it's well done but i would suggest to anybody that does watch it to watch it all the way through the closing credits because um it's almost spooky there's there's these incredible images and cuts of kobe at home with his family his wife his kids and um, and the Beyonce song EXO playing over that, it, wow. it's powerful imagery looking back on it now, you know, given the events of Sunday. So, yeah, I'm sure we'll see tributes all week here at Phoenix Open. I'm fairly certain we're going to see tributes at the Genesis Invitational next month in L.A., about 20 or so miles from where the crash occurred and, and uh, sort of in between where the crash occurred and where, Lakers play at Staples Center. So we'll see some tributes there. Of course, Tiger Woods' tournament. Tiger, you know, we'll get into this as well. He was, you know, we talked about in the opening, he found out on Sunday when he walked off the golf course. Um, Yes, I want to get into that and that it happened uh, in the middle of the golf tournament on Sunday. The uh, Farmers Insurance Open underway, fourth round, playing golf. And the story starts to break. TMZ breaks it. You start seeing it on a couple of the news outlets. And then all the majors break it. Fox, NBC, ABC, ESPN, everybody's got it out, and it starts breaking. And so you start wondering, when is Tiger going to know? Because Tiger and Kobe are friends. So when is Tiger going to find out? Obviously not going to pull his phone out in the middle of the round. But people start talking. There's chatter going around. I'm sure Joey LaCava knew. You start wondering. And Tiger did not – He kind of in the middle of the round did not play that well, and so there was speculation that maybe he did know in the middle of the round, and that's why – his mind wasn't there. And I know that you have spoken to some other tour players and some guys did find out in the middle of the round. And we found out later that Tiger was not told until walking off the 18th tee, going to the scoring center. Uh, Tiger was told by Joey LaCava. There's video of it. You hear Tiger say, excuse me. That is when they believe Tiger was told. And then he spoke to Amanda Balionis on television after. And you could see that he was a man that had just found out and was in shock. You can talk about this as well, that, Tiger had heard people say, do it for Mamba, do it for Mamba on the golf course, and it didn't really make sense to him as to why, and it made sense later. But some players found out in the middle of the round, correct? Yeah, some players figured it out. Some players asked about it. You had Billy Horschel, for for example, waiting on the tee box for the green to clear, had heard the fans and so forth, so he pulled out his phone and checked what they were talking about so he found out toward the end of his round um, other players similarly found out and these guys like the rest of us you know they're they're huge fans and and they're human too so uh, a lot of them have families a lot of them have little kids a lot of them travel you know by by pl- small private planes so the parallels you know can can hit home for these guys and um it's just human, all right? I mean, it's we talked about it before, right? The, the second act of Kobe is how close he was with his family, uh, just the impact. I mean, we, we've we seen other 
celebrities, athletes, etc., die tragically. Um, I'm not sure in my lifetime I've seen this kind of outpouring of uh, emotion, tributes, etc. Maybe, maybe, maybe a JFK Jr., maybe a Princess Diana. I think the closest thing in the sports world I remember is I remember watching the Daytona 500 when Dale Earnhardt Sr. Yeah, Dale crashed Earnhardt, sure, yeah. uh, in the final turn, and he died while performing his During sport. Race, yeah. yeah, and so that, yeah. to me, that's the one that sticks out as that was the last yep. time we saw something like this. Kobe didn't die on the basketball court, but still, to lose a sports figure so suddenly, I the last time I remember something like this, to me, was Dale Earnhardt Sr. at the Daytona 500. Yeah, and, and look, let's face it, I mean, um, you know, the, the worldwide impact of um, it, it just wasn't on the same level. No, no. disrespect, obviously. It's, it's a still a terrible thing, but it, it, it was, uh, and to your point, it was racing. Um, we've seen other fatalities in racing. I think this just, just the suddenness of it, the shock of it, the, you know, just the craziness of it. I mean, this is a guy who commuted in a helicopter for years back and forth to practice and so forth. And, and you know, now we're finding out that maybe weather played a, a factor and, uh, and the fog, in terms of the fog and so forth, who knows. But um, obviously a terrible loss, and um, and here in the golf world, uh, you know we're going to continue to see I think tributes. You're going to see it uh, a couple ways this week, as I mentioned. Justin Thomas, he's got um, a couple wedges that are uh, stamped with some tributes to Kobe Bryant. Um, he's got 81 on one wedge for, of course, 81 points that. Kobe Bryant scored second most in NBA history against the Toronto Raptors back in 2006. He's got Black Mama stamped on another. He's got Mama Mentality stamped on one. He's got Kobe Bean Bryant stamped on a wedge. So um, really cool stuff there. He's got uh, a a very cool putter head cover that uh, is in purple and gold. And he's got Rip Kobe and and Rip Gigi written on it. Uh, He's also going to be wearing a Kobe Bryant Lower Marion High School basketball jersey uh, when he plays the Pro-Am today on Wednesday uh, on the 16th hole at TPC Scottsdale. And I I believe he he may have another jersey or two with him for during the week once the tournament starts as well. So we'll see that. We'll see John Rahm and Matthew Wolf, I believe, are going to play with some golf balls with the numbers 24 on them, courtesy of TaylorMade. Uh, I believe they will have them in time for play when they tee off on Thursday as a tribute. Of course, we John Rom for people who haven't seen that, he was a, also a big Kobe Bryant fan, posted an emotional tribute on his Instagram on Sunday night after his runner-up finish at the Farmers Insurance Open. And then we'll see Tony Finau perhaps do something this week or maybe in L.A. next month when they play at Riviera. So I think we're we're going to continue to see these tributes uh, not just uh, in the golf world, of course, but but everywhere, um, you know, for, for who knows how long, and, and they're well-deserved. Yeah, we're seeing it in the NBA. You see guys riding on their shoes, and I'm guessing that you're going to see uh, some shoes. I reached out to uh, the gentleman we spoke to last week, uh, Roly from Nomad Customs, and he has made some Laker shoes and whatnot and is working with some guys on putting together some custom shoes as well. So I think, we're like you said, we're going to see some stuff this week. I know next week to see uh, AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, which is also in California. And then, once again, like you had already mentioned, uh, Tigers Tournament in very close in proximity to both the crash site and to where Kobe played. So these 
tributes will not just happen this week at the waste management. There'll probably be a lot of them because it's still fresh on the mind. And and I know the 16th hole is a much more lax uh, environment, and so you're probably going to see a lot of stuff there with the jerseys and whatnot. But I think this is something that will continue on, and rightfully so because Kobe was. You're really hearing all the stories now. Richard Sherman, who's playing in the Super Bowl this weekend for the San Francisco 49ers, said that when he tore his Achilles – that Kobe was a huge presence in helping him recover after uh, Kobe had been through the same thing. You, you find out all these stories now, and so we will be seeing so much of this uh, this week at the Waste Management. But there's some other changes going on in the golf world uh, this week at the Waste Management. Matthew Wolf, I know you said he's going to play a ball with 24 on it, courtesy of TaylorMade. I noticed on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday watching the telecast that his caddy was not the guy that had been caddying for him since he won last year. It was, in fact, uh, Keith Sabarbaro from TaylorMade. Do you know anything about that, Wacker? Well, other than it's fairly early in Matthew Wolf's career, and he's already changed caddies now, what, twice. Um, have J.P. Fitzgerald on the back briefly. Of course, J.P. was longtime caddy for Rory McIlroy. But, look, we see this all the time, guys changing caddies. Interesting, though, that, this early in, in Wolf's career that, you know, we're seeing already a couple of changes in terms of the caddy. So, um, but this is not uncommon. You will see guys make changes. Is it uncommon um, this early in the year to make a change like that? Like, is that something you do in the off season usually? It really depends. You know, you, you stay, you stick around the game long enough and you see guys make changes. Hell, you see guys make changes in the middle of a tournament sometimes. Right. So, We've seen it happen in the middle of a round, the caddy get fired. So really um, not much surprises me in that aspect, but um, it is certainly a little bit different, I would say, to see uh, a player change caddy this early in, into 2020. Yeah, you know, I'd seen also, uh, I was reading an article about uh, J.P. Fitzgerald that he had suggested after caddying for a couple rounds, he suggested that Wolf change his uh, – make a driver or a three-wood change or some type of face angle change or something, whether it was loft or something, and that that's why they split. So sometimes maybe a caddy has maybe a little bit too much input. Uh, the caddy that he had, he had won with the first time they went out. It's when he won the 3M last year. Uh, but then I guess things had since soured, and now so he – Keith had uh, caddied for him last week. Not sure if he'll be on the bag this week or if he's found a new caddy. I guess we'll find out. Uh, when we see Matt on Thursday. Any other news you got for the waste management? I know you're out there and you've been on the range and seen what's going on. Any other news you got going out this week? Well, there'll be plenty happening, of course. Um, as I mentioned, there's, there'll be a lot around Kobe Bryant tributes this week. But we also had some reaction, of course, to the Premier Golf League. and that. What is that exactly? So, so essentially, the, the easiest way – I could describe it to you would be, you know, look, we all remember the USFL um, taking on the NFL and this, this would be similar. Now that said, this is something that's, I think a long shot at best in terms of actually coming to fruition. Um, It's effectively another tour that would emerge and challenge, you know, the PGA tour from the standpoint of trying to lure the top names in the sport with guaranteed money, there's a team ownership a- aspect to it. There's fewer events, bigger purses for every event, $10 million purses for each event and so forth, and, and all sorts of financial incentives. But 
problem is, of course, you've got to land those big stars, and and that's a big ask. Now that said, I you know I had a chance to talk to some players about it this week here in Phoenix after the uh, after the news broke last week in San Diego. I think if anything, it could serve as a catalyst for change on the PGA Tour because let's face it, the model for the tour has been you know the status quo has been this way for a long time. We've seen sponsors come and go. You know, you wonder how long the current format or structure, how viable that is in the long term. Look, it's worked beautifully to this point. These guys have made a lot of money. The tour has raised a lot of money for charities. We, they announced a huge, you know, another huge year in 2019 in terms yeah, of Yeah, just yesterday they raised. announced they've given $3 billion to charity, over $100 million. Uh, from the players, stays here in uh, Northeast Florida where I am in Jacksonville, the Pontevedra area. So they do a lot of charity work. However, this league shows up, and all of a sudden, maybe it does lend itself to some changes happening on the tour. Because let's remember, let's um, you know, the tour works for the players. It's not the other way around like it is in most leagues. So this is a player-driven sport, and they've got most of the power. You know, that said, they obviously – there's the history of the game with the major championships. There are, um, you know, other elements to this where, for example, when you play in the PGA tour, if you are a member, you have to get a release from the tour. If you want to play an event that runs concurrent to your home tour. So the tour has to allow you now their cases, certainly if you're a European tour and a PGA tour member, that's different. But if you were to play a non-sanctioned event, let's say, in Turkey, like we had in Turkey a few years ago, we saw players, uh, you know, get releases from the tour to be allowed to do that. And the tour limits uh, in the regulations how, how many releases they grant players. There are exceptions, of course, but it effectively uh, makes it difficult. And in an email to players on Monday, uh, the commissioner made all of these points clear, like, um, starting with, look, if, you know, players are going to have to decide if they want to play on the PGA Tour or if this should come to fruition, whether they want to play there. And they're not opposed to putting in more regulations to make it effectively more difficult for players to play a different tour or play that tour in specific. So Yeah, I mean, I see um, where the PGA Tour has got to protect themselves at 100%. Sure, of course. So at the end of the day, though, I think this is a lot of bluster. It's actually been talked about for a few years. I don't think it ever really amounts to – I, I certainly don't think we'll get to the point where we have this existence of another league. We've seen it fail in other sports. You look at football uh, trying with the USFL trying to take on the NFL. Different circumstances and variables, of course. But, look, the golf calendar is already crowded as it is. The PGA Tour has proven to be a, a massively powerful tour. Um, but I could see this being the driving force for creating a more global tour maybe the PGA tour one day uh, buying the European tour and then um, having a more global schedule like we see in tennis, for example. So I could see that something along those lines happening, but in this perhaps is, maybe it's the catalyst to getting that done. So who knows a lot to play out, but uh, it's certainly been talked about by the players and been a hot topic behind closed doors. Yeah. And I mean, speaking, like you said, the calendar is so crowded. There really is no downtime. Uh, for the PGA Tour, whereas the NFL, so now this year, you know, the XFL tried years ago to go against the NFL and it did not work. They folded. Now they have started back up again and they will start the week after the Super Bowl. So what they're trying to do is when the Super Bowl ends, 
the XFL has decided, hey, let's give the American public, let's continue to give them football for a longer period of time. And so it'll run from the beginning of February through the end of April. And so I think they're they're trying to say, hey, instead of going against the NFL, let's extend the NFL. And so there really is no opportunity to do that on the PGA Tour because, let's be honest, it feels like the PGA Tour season really doesn't end. There's really not a spot for them to jump in and um, kind of build that bridge between the two seasons because it's a wraparound now. So there really isn't a spot, but if it does cause change and if it causes a beneficial for both the players and the fans, I think something like this is all good. And speaking of no breaks in the schedule, we're on to another week. Obviously, I'm here in Phoenix, as you mentioned, the waste or, or wasted management. Phoenix <laughs> Open, as I like to call it, for all of this stuff that has absolutely nothing to do with golf that goes on this week. It's really uh, golf's biggest party atmosphere. and It's the most attended golf tournament of the year, correct? Yes. Yeah, by far. It's it's not close. It's a huge party. It's got a huge population here. You've got It's a, it's a college uh, town or college area. It's got a huge school in Arizona State nearby, so... Um, you get a ton of people here. We're all familiar with that. It's, of course, the 16th hole in the stadium there. You know, look, I, in my opinion, I think it's it's getting to the point where it's gone a little too far, I think, with some of this, with some of the behavior we see in the stands. But, um, look, at the end of the day, it's, it's a huge event, hugely attended event, makes a ton of money. So that's not changing anytime soon. And Ricky Fowler is our defending champion this week. I know he's there. What are some other uh, some of the other biggest names in the field? I know uh, some guys tend to skip this event whether they don't like the golf course or they just they just mm. need to need a week in between or whatever it is. Um, what are some of the big names? You know, or guys are just they're simply tired of it. Pat Perez is not in the field, for example, because you know I think he reached a point where he's just sick of what goes on in the stands here and and trying to play a golf tournament. So. Some guys don't play it for that reason. But we do have a few big names here. As you mentioned, Ricky. You've got Gary Woodland in the field. John Rahm, of course, he's got a chance to become number one in the world. Uh, he's in the field uh, coming off that runner-up finish in Torrey Pines. So uh, Jordan Spieth uh, in the field. He's right. going the other way, of course, now outside the top 50 in the world for the first time in, in I think, seven years. So um, it'll be interesting to see how he, can, how he goes this week. And where he goes from here, uh, we're off and running with uh, golf's biggest party again this week here in Phoenix. We are. And also, everybody had mentioned real quick before we uh, let you go, I know you've got some stuff to do there in Phoenix. I know this year's points system, they said that even though Tiger didn't win uh, Torrey Pines, he finished in uh, ninth place. And, and he would have finished a little higher had that ball stayed in the hole that popped out of the hole on number two on Sunday. How about that? How amazing is that? <laughs> Unbelievable. We're pricing and his physics on that one, yeah. So Olympic points are really counting towards the whole season, so they're trying to qualify for the Olympics. Mm. But just yesterday, some guys don't seem uh, – Tiger has really appeared to be all in when it comes to the Olympics, but some guys don't seem to be all in. Yeah, and I think we've seen this since golf has been reintroduced um, back into the Olympics four years ago. So we've seen it with guys like Adam Scott. Uh, Rory McIlroy, who has since sort of changed his feelings on it. Um, I think once he saw what the experience was like for other people. Some people, though, as you mentioned, have been all in from the beginning. We've seen it with Tiger being all in on it. We saw Ricky Fowler, of course, all in on it. Patrick Reed, of course, others. So I think it just, you know, look, golf is 
not a Olympic sport typically, at least not something most of these guys think of in terms of importance. You've got the major championships, you've got even world golf championships or a few other events, um, places like the Memorial or Bay Hill or Genesis or the players, of course. Um, so you, where does it fit in that, in that realm, in that world? So right. I, I think a lot of guys just don't know how to feel about it because it's not something that has been drilled into them for so long. You know, it's they were, when they were kids, it's, you weren't making a putt to win an Olympic gold medal. You were w- making a putt to win the masters or the open. So I, I think it, it's hard for them to wrap their head around it. I think some guys have come around, of course, because they did see the experiences that Justin Rose and Ricky Fowler and Henrik Stenson and others have had in the Olympics. So uh, some guys have changed their mind. But as you mentioned, Brooks in, in Dustin this week playing in Saudi Arabia, you know, they they sounded lukewarm on, on maybe the idea of it. So, look, it, I think it'll that could certainly evolve and change over, over the next um, few weeks, months. But some guys are going to be on board with it, and some guys are not. So let me go over the top 10 Olympic point golf rankings. Very, very, very early, my might add. Uh, number 10 is Adam Scott at 9, Ustazen at 8, Fleetwood at uh, 7, Rose, uh, Tiger at 6. Uh, your top five are Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, John Rahm at 3, Rory at number 2, and Brooks Kepka currently at number 1 in your Tokyo 2020 Olympic golf rankings. So, I mean, it'll be something to follow uh, as the year goes on. Yeah, up to four guys from each country. So um, it'd be interesting to see where Tiger sits because a lot of those names you mentioned, you know, there's a lot of Americans there. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, so if it were today, it would be Brooks, uh, Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson, and Tiger Woods would be the top four Americans Mm. because uh, four of the top six are Americans. The only ones that aren't are Rory and uh, Johnny Rahm are the only ones it's not. So the top four Americans would get in. Tiger would get in as of today. But we got a lot of golf to be played uh, between now and when they do determine and they close down and set the Olympic field. So, Wacker, uh, enjoy your weekend at the Wasted Management. I'm sure you're going to see probably some things you shouldn't see at a golf course, uh, is my guess. Well, I'll be one of the few people that's not wasted because I actually have to work. So, right, yeah. right. <laughs> So you'll Everyone see, else will be having a good time. Yeah, yeah, lots of good stuff on 16, I'm sure. Talk to the security guards. I know you're writing a uh, another article for Golf Digest. You can always read Wacker's articles in Golf Digest magazine or at golfdigest.com. We will be back next week after the Waste Management. We'll be back, and we will preview the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, which tends to be kind of a more laid-back, lax event, and we will be another week out from Tiger and the Genesis, which I'm guessing, as we had said earlier, you'll see a lot more Kobe tributes. Enjoy your weekend in uh, Scottsdale, and try not to imbibe like the uh, locals there. Playing through with Froggy and Wacker. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.